Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode number 170, and my name is Jason. I'm the owner of Outdoor Legacy. We specialize in night vision and thermal optic sales. And I have got my co-host, the world-famous, known all over the globe, from top to bottom, Mr. Hans from the Hans East Texas YouTube channel, Instagram page. I hear he's a really big deal in Japan. Uh, welcome, Mr. Hans. What is going on tonight? Every time you say stuff like that, people rush over to my YouTube videos and leave <laughs> nasty comments. <laughs> Just so you say, I get hate mail. When wait you say wait stuff a minute. Like wait that. a minute. That causes hate mail? Yeah, <laughs> now, it does. Now I know exactly what to do every week. <laughs> yeah, so uh, exactly. So thank you all for joining us. Another episode. We got a big episode, y'all, because it is, we have new scope talk that we're going to get into. We've got some uh, frequently asked listener questions to get to as well. So we're going to jump right into that. But yeah, if you are interested in any night vision or thermal optic, call us 877-350-1818. It's OutdoorLegacyGear.com. Jason, the owner of Outdoor Legacy Gear, telling you, uh, this man, not only a thermal dealer, but it, well, here's the thing. If you are buying a thermal scope and the company uh, and the owner of the company that you're dealing with and you're calling doesn't also run cattle, then are they really a thermal dealer? I don't think they are. You've got to make sure that when you call and you're dealing with a thermal oh dealer, that that person also can run cattle. Uh, uh, I've seen this man stand, stare down, go eyeball to eyeball with an angry. Oh uh, my gosh. Whoa, how big was this? Eight or 900 pound? No, she was bigger than that. She was about 12 or 13. 12 and she 12. won. She tore down the she whole the, the whole corral. Yeah. I went to Jason's <laughs> house one day and he he was This is a determined, track story. It is. Determined to load uh this cow on a trailer. And a cow or a heifer? Was she a heifer? She was a cow and she was crazy yeah. and the yeah. day I unloaded her at my place, I knew I'd probably never get her back in the pen. Well, he finally got her pinned in a little corral. I was trying to get her on a trailer, and I'll be dang if he didn't jump in that corral with her. And the whole time I'm thinking, this boy's going to die. <laughs> He's not going to make it out of here. And uh, this is God's honest truth. That cow went under the fence. If you can imagine she, that, she, she did. went she under the fence. She tore a lot of stuff up in the process, too. But uh, this man can sell thermal scopes. He can hunt, and he can run cattle. Uh, oh if you gosh, catch him on Thursdays, guy. if he's not busy uh, selling scopes, he is at the cell barn. So uh, glad to be back this evening. Uh, <laughs> that was the, <laughs> the biggest sidetrack. It was. It got stuck in my brain. It got stuck in my brain. But it is all a true story anyway. And, it and is true. Your little son, Jack Davis, looked at me while we were standing on the other side of the, the, the uh, panels and he's like, I told him that was going to happen uh, when you jumped in there and that cow, you know, just about killed you and then went under the fence. Anyway, so let's get into the show. We've got, Jason, we've got a brand new scope that people are talking about. It's so brand new, y'all, that we haven't even had a chance to, to test it yet. Um, we will be testing these soon. We're going to be, I mean, they've just been we'll, released, talked about. We'll actually have had them and tested them by the time this airs. So by the time, when this airs, true. we'll have them in our, in our hands. Yeah, you but, have yeah, to, we're recording this a little bit early. You have to forgive me because we are, these are shows, I guess I told y'all last week, uh, August, we are, Jason and I are on vacation in and out. So we're pre-recording shows and all that kind of stuff anyway. Um, yeah, by the time you hear this, we will have got the optics. We will be in the process of testing them. But what we're talking about 
is the IRA Bravo. Uh, you may have seen some social media posts about it. It is uh, really I don't want to say this without knowing, but I, I pretty know I know I'm for for sure. <laughs> this is the first thermal scope that I know of, Jason. That isn't black. <laughs> it's a, a color other yeah, than black, which is pretty cool. It, that is exactly. It is a uh, a dark gray color. Looks really it does really look, cool. Looks cool. So they say I, they call it a sniper gray. Is what well, what they call it. But it's I'm gonna a run down sweet gray. Run down some specs. Yeah, I we're gonna talk run about down these specs quick. of it and let Jason talk about what we're going to be doing, but. So uh, the IRA Bravo, 384 resolution, 12 micron, starts at three power, base magnification, runs off of two CR123A batteries. It has a really cool magnetic USB connection port on there. So when you see pictures, you'll see this little circle uh, on one of the sides of it. That's a magnetic port for the, the USB cable. Um, it does come standard with American Defense Manufacturing mount. Uh, as as y'all know, we love them and uh, they make the best mounts internal video recording, uh, Wi-Fi streaming, the price on it, $3,499. This is one of the best looking thermal scopes, um, that I've seen in a real long time. I mean, I like the design. I like the color. Uh, I'm excited, um, about putting out some videos and, and doing the formal review, which like you said, we're not ready to do yet, but we will be doing the formal review of this very soon. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. I can't wait to get my hands on it. This is the first of the custom designed scopes that IRA USA has brought to the market. So this exterior design uh, with, I mean the the whole the whole exterior body of it with mm-hmm. the USB connections, um, with the American Events mount, all this with the the gray color. This is their own design, something that right. they have machined and had come up with. Uh, and you know, we've probably heard us talk about it before and you've seen some stuff online about the Rico, uh, the alpha model that will be coming on later. Uh, the 640 version of the Rico MK one, we actually thought it was already going to come to market, but they've just had some delays in machining and some of the production. So we're hoping to see that honestly in the next, uh, well, we're hoping in August. Uh, I think you know could could be August, could be pushed back to September, but hopefully not too long. Uh, but that one was actually supposed to come before this one. Uh, but mm-hmm. this scope is super cool looking. We're cool. really excited about it. Um, I have seen some video out of it. I think it's going to be really really good. I think that the image quality is going to be excellent. Again, that three power hits a sweet spot for a lot of people. And uh, we're very excited. We will have the first very small shipment. Uh, we've already, uh, they were actually just announced. And uh, within the first day, we sold almost all that we're getting. And right. so, uh, but we should be getting some more shipments slowly as they get more of these things made up. So uh, if you're interested in one of these, you can either uh, you know, call us at Outdoor Legacy, 877 350 1818 talk to us about it we'll be glad to help you or if you just want to get some more information on it uh as soon as we're able to get these things in the field get some time behind them we will be doing a full review here on the late night vision show and then i know after that hans will be doing one on his channel uh hans etx on youtube h-a-n-s-e-t-x and i'll just say this i'm sitting here thinking about it 
we got a lot of other shows, other reviews and other things lined up. So I'm afraid it may be just a little bit before we get to it because we do have a busy August. We already yeah. have uh, some other reviews and shows planned. But uh, trust me, folks, we're going to get to it as soon as we can because we are very yes. excited about this optic. It's it's uh, we still have a lot to do uh, and to put out content and everything with the bolt so we still have, we do there, we there's a, got, yeah we got about a lot that. going on which we uh, have a lot there there yeah. is a lot there's there's several things that folks yeah. i'm going to tell you we always say it and it's true these are exciting times in the thermal and night vision business maybe one day it won't be exciting but it just <laughs> continues for new stuff new innovation better quality uh, lower prices or the same prices with better quality whatever it is right. and Stay tuned to the Late Night Vision Show. You, we're, we want to be your source for all that information and these reviews as, as these things change. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. There's some other manufacturers that are on the verge of releasing some new things. And so I think fall 2021, you know, late summer, fall, there's going to mm -hmm. be some good stuff out there. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah, it's really good stuff. And we've got a lot of content to put out with, with all of that stuff. So anyway... Mm -hmm. That's uh, IRA Bravo Talk. So like Jason said, call us if you got more information we'll, and look for this show for more content and reviews on it. So, And, and by the way, th this scope is already online at OutdoorLegacyGear.com. So uh, just go there, and then if, if you just can't find it, just type in Bravo, B-R-A-V-O, and you will find yep. it. It'll come up in the search, and there it is. So we've got a few questions, uh, frequently asked questions that we get from time to time. Jason uh, and I, we, when we get these questions from people, um, it's usually, it's just things that we hear on the phone when we're talking to customers right. on a daily basis. Sometimes they're written questions that come in and, and we just kind of write down the ones that we hear over and over again. And we want to, we know if it's a common question from our customers that there's a lot of you out there that are wondering the same thing. So, um, we've got a few different questions that we're going to spend some time on that we, we hear about a lot. And the first one, uh, Jason, that I'm going to ask you, I'm just going to pose the question. We'll both kind of run through it, but, okay. um, it, it's a, it's a question about sighting in, um, your, your optics. So, uh, the, the question is, since my scope will allow for multiple zeros, uh, can I set a zero for every yardage I might be shooting such as 50, you know, 100, 150, 250, et cetera. Uh, and can I change my different zero yardage settings on the fly uh, when I see an ammo or a target. So uh, I know that's a, that's a long question there, yeah. but it's so, one that we get a lot about multiple zeros and, and different yardages. So the question is for somebody that's listening to this, maybe you don't own a thermal scope and you're, you're not sure what the, they're asking. It, it's most of these optics now have multiple uh, rifle profile settings. So what that means is let's say you've got rifle a, and let's just say for this example, rifle A is your 16-inch 6.5 Grendel. And then you can normally, depending on the rifle, you can go in there uh, and you say, okay, uh, how far is the yardage going to be? Well, the yardage is 100 yards. So you put it at 100 yards and you zero the rifle. But you could also set another zero for a different yardage. So somebody might put that as a 200-yard zero. Again, they re-zero the rifle, and they're mm -hmm. still on rifle A. They're 6.5 Grendel, 16-inch, and they got a 100-yard zero. They got a 200-yard zero. Right. Uh, just an example. Then they could go to rifle B, which is their 308. And, you know, you could do the same thing in there. So what 
there's a little bit of confusion. Well, there's a lot of confusion, but one of the things is uh, people will think that number one, they can set a zero. So let's say it's 50 yards. All right. They've gone in there. They have zeroed their scope at 50 yards. Now they can go in and and put another zero, you know, the the secondary and put a hundred yards and the scope automatically calculates it and they can go to 150. No, it doesn't. It doesn't do that. So once you explain that, they go, oh, okay, no problem. So I need to zero it at all those yardages myself. Yeah, exactly. So 50, 100, 150, 200, 200. And, and I've had guys that literally, that they, they most of these scopes will go up to about five yardages and they've called upset. Like, man, I've only got five and I mean, right. I need to keep going. I'm like, wait a minute. This is not the way that you need to be planning on using your scope. Because the idea is, is the secondary follow-up question. Can I change this on the fly? So I've got a hundred yard zero and I see an animal at a 200 yard zero and I see an animal at 200. Can I just change it to 200? You don't want to do that because you're going to be monkeying with the settings while you've got an animal out there that's either coming to you, going away, ready to get spooked and wind you. You don't need to be monkeying in, you know, three layers deep into the settings trying to get your zero changed. Right. And so, uh, it's not Hans, very, I'm going to let it's you... It's not very, yeah, it's not very practical. It is, I mean, no. it, it can be done, but it's not the, the best way to do it in, in hunting conditions. Um, I know exactly what you mean. I get in the question all the time about setting yeah. that. And there you know, a lot of people, well, go ahead and you finish your thought. And then I'll, well, I'll well t- what I was just going to say is, is that here's something that a lot of people don't think about is if you have, let's just make this, let's just make this simple. And let's say you have a hundred yard zero and a 200 yard zero. All right. And we're not going to get into all the fifties and the 25s that sometimes people want to do. Uh, if you've got just a hundred to 200. So my question is, when do you change from 100 to 200 when the animal is at 151 (laughs) or at 148? And the minute that you change now, your brain has to remember that, wait a minute, I'm on my 200 yard zero and he's at 151 yards. I've got to actually now I don't have a hold over. I've got a hold under. Mm-hmm. And then what happens if that animal comes to you? You know, right. there's all this changing on the fly and your brain has got to remember which zero I'm at in my hold over or my hold under. So yeah. my advice is simply this. Set your, your zero, whatever you want that to be, whatever the ballistics are best for your rifle. If that's dead on at 100, if it's one inch high at 50, or however you like it to be, and use it just like a normal standard daytime rifle scope using Kentucky windage. You need to know your holdovers. If, if you've got basically a 100-yard zero and that animal's at 200, and you know, you know what, I need to hold an inch high or two inches high, then do it. And even when you get into these really long ranges, unless you've got a laser range finder, you're not even going to know exactly how far they are if you're out there at 275 or 300 or or whatever that is, which is a very long ways for, for thermal hunting. So 
I, I guess in summary, my answer to that is you need to set one zero for, mm -hmm. for, you know, most of the time and know your holdovers. Now, right. Hans, I'm going to let you, you, you know, wrap this up, but I want to say one thing. I know there is a reason that some guys want to do this and it's guys that are shooting rim fire or like air rifles. Mm -hmm. And they tell me, Hey, I got a lot of drop. You know, the difference in 25 and 50 and 75 and a hundred matters. I get it. They mm -hmm. still can't change these easily, easily on the fly. And I don't believe that again, you're going to be able to say, okay, that animal is at 45. Now I got to move to my 50 yard and just keep up with all this. It's just yeah. not logical. So shoot it like a normal daytime scope. Yeah. There's, there's a, there might be some people out there that say I've set multiple zeros and I can do it. And it's no problem. Well, I'm going to tell you, I've been thermal hunting for a long time using thermal, thermal scopes and I only set one zero. I'll always have, always will. I, I set, all my thermal scopes up and, and my rifles, I zero them at 50 yards. 50 yards is just, it's just much, much easier. Uh, I, I think you get more. I agree. I think you get more accurate of a zero at 50 yards instead of trying to do it at a hundred yards. It's just, yeah. it's just really difficult to do. Uh, and, and like you said, just knowing your holdover, knowing your caliber, um, uh, knowing what the drop is, uh, looking at ballistics, you know, charts and, and knowing yep. that if I set in side in my, uh, and knowing your, your, you know, your targets, if you're hog hunting, um, it doesn't have to be exactly <laughs> your holdovers don't have to be exactly perfect. Cause it's yeah, a right. huge, it's a big target, but coyote hunters, it's a little bit different, mm -hmm. but I mean, if you're sighting in a, a 308, if I sight in a 308 caliber rifle or any larger caliber rifle, I typically sighted in, you know, about a half an inch to an inch high at 50 yards. Uh, that way I'm, pretty good you know out to a couple hundred uh, in most cases um yep. some, you know uh, any caliber that you shoot on an ar-15 uh it's like six five grindle or, or 223 i'll sight in dead on at 50 yards and I, honestly with a thermal scope i'm not taking longer than a 200 yard shot anyway and then when no. i tell people that i say you know uh, hunting at night you know the easiest thing to do is sight in at 50 yards most of the time your caliber there's not going to be a big enough difference in the ranges that you're going to be shooting that it's going to uh, lead to a problem anyway. But if you are out there and you like to shoot long range shots, um, you might want to side in at a hundred yards, even though it's more difficult. Sure. And you might want to just study and, and, and take some shots um, on, on a target at 200 yards at 300 yards and see where your bullet lands and see what the drop is. And just kind of remember that, like Jason said for, for future, but yes, swapping on the fly, it's not practical. Um, it, it's, it, it is, I would say it messes you up more than anything. Uh, th trying to remember that, trying to, uh, you know, remember what your yardage is. I, I just don't, I don't think it's something that I would do, not anything. Uh, but there are people out there that do it. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to say you can't do it. I'm just going to say for 95% of the night hunting, crowd it's just probably not something's gonna be you don't practical. need to do it. and i like you said i explained once i explained you know that you sight in at 50 yards um your holdover is not very much difference you know 100 yards they're like okay that makes sense i'm not shooting more than 100 yards anyway so i really right. really doesn't matter to me yeah anyway so question number two um kind of along the same lines talking about uh sighting in and and ballistics and all that stuff but 
Uh, can I put in the yardage, yardage of an animal on my scope and have the crosshairs automatically move so I can aim dead on and shoot? So basically, they're wanting to identify a target in their scope, uh, and I guess they'll know just off the top of the head, their head how far it is away, and they'll be able to to punch it into their scope and their crosshairs automatically move their zero to where they can uh, aim you know, with the crosshairs dead on the target, right where they would want to, would want you know that point of impact to be. So, so, so I get you hear about this, this question. A lot. Yeah, a lot. yeah, I hear about this a lot. I also get this question when it comes to uh, the laser rangefinder models that that Pulsar has, as well as Envision has. People say, "Hey, it's got a laser rangefinder." So right. I'm assuming when I range it, my you know my crosshairs are going to automatically change so that I'm dead on. I got a bullet drop compensator, basically. I mean, it's, it, it knows the yardage, uh, and it's going to raise up whatever it needs to be. I am dead on. Right. John's we have, we've gotten really good at giving these, these disclaimers. We, I feel like every week we go, okay, it's, uh, August, 2021. But I, yeah. I do because this is technology. And this could change, and there could be something out there right now, or, or in the future, doing this. And, and there may be some uh, some off the wall brand doing this, but I can say uh, definitively that Pulsar, uh, Envision, Iray, Bearing, AGM. Who have I left off the list? Sightmark. Did you say Bearing Optics? I said bearing. I'm yeah, just making okay, sure. I'm, I'm trying to hit all the big Trigicon, Trigicon Envision. Okay, if right. I all, all these players, no one has anything like this right mm. now. Again, it is going to be what I call good old Kentucky windage. Uh, I understand these are digital scopes, and I understand that they're they're it's you know it's technology and it's really some pretty high powered technology these thermoscopes mm -hmm. are but they're not supercomputers and they're and to me some of that there just gets to be the point of taking the fun out of it i mean oh, it's yeah. if yeah, you know it's you need to be the, where's shooter. the challenge yeah where's the challenge? where's the challenge <laughs> i mean yeah we all want to make you know these these clean shots we want to kill the mm -hmm. animal but I don't want the scope to do everything for me. Right. So yeah. they don't, they, I'd say this, I guess the point I'm making is there's probably going to be a scope in three months. that's going to have this and Hans and I are going to be on here talking about how cool it is. <laughs> but I will tell you, I don't look for this. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't hope that anybody makes this. Uh, this is not something that, it, to me is 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 really going to be needed again most night hunting is taking place under 200 yards right. uh, yes i know i talk to guys all the time that are long range shooters or they're used to shooting long range in the daytime or they're hunting in you know the the northwest and dakotas or somewhere wyoming and they've got these wide open fields and they can't get the coyotes within 200 yards i get it i understand there's sometimes in some situations these guys have got to shoot you know 250 300 yards but again for the average guy mm -hmm. that's just that's just not a normal shooting range at night and so i just say again know your holdovers and know where it needs to be. The other thing is, if you don't have a laser rangefinder, 
you've got a very difficult time, in my opinion, judging what the difference in oh, yeah. 275 and 325 is. I mean, yeah. it gets very difficult to judge distance when you get at these longer ranges, unless you just really know your own property really well and have got, you know, yeah. some landmarks and things where you know uh, you've already ranged in the daytime. So I think maybe I'm just getting old, <laughs> but when, when we talk about different features like that, I start thinking about to like, um, whenever they started putting automatic windows and stuff on trucks and all this, I'm like, well, that's like sounding like my dad. You know, that's just one more thing that's going to go out and fail and I'm going to have to get fixed, you know, a ballistics, you know, uh, no. calculator or whatever on your, right. on your scope, you know, that's just one more thing that's going to cause problems. Uh, my dad special ordered a truck one time that was way past the days of of cassette tapes. I mean, that we were way past. Like right. you couldn't buy cassette, and yeah. he special ordered a truck. Oh man! And he didn't buy hardly many new trucks. I remember this truck, and he he. I mean, it was like I'm not buying this truck if I can't get a cassette player in it and I, don't, I really think this was a one-off thing that they had to custom put in there because it was in a weird place already had a cd player oh, in it so man. i think you and i are getting to that point so, i really do yeah think it's because he had he had 200 cassette tapes and That's had no exactly cds right. so he said well, i'm not going to buy all the new cds just when i can That's play right. it get on tape but it's no true. yeah it's it's the those types of things um you know, people ask about them all the, all the time. We do understand that um, that is not new. There's something out there like that in some other brands, scopes that we talked about before. But um, when we hear about them, we hear about how inaccurate those are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it never, those conversations never go well when they talk about scopes that have that feature. Well, and, and it's, and it's, it should, because here's the thing, the scope company putting a feature in like that, will never win because if the customer or somebody misses, well, it's because yeah, the calculator right. screwed up. I'm going to have to send That's it exactly in. Exactly. So right. there's no benefit really to put that in because I can tell you the first time you miss a shot, you're going to blame it on that, the equipment <laughs> and, uh, and not the misjudgment of yardage or something like that. So, well, in my opinion too, is when you're talking about something like, well, first of all, if it's hogs, just start walking. Okay. They're not going anywhere. Just go get closer to them. All right. I don't, I don't have any sympathy for you. You don't need to shoot hogs at, at 400 yards. You can walk out there. Right. And, and for the, the, the coyotes, here's my thing on this. You start getting into going back up here, like we were talking about trying to change, you know, your zero profile, or, uh, if, if you could enter your, you know, you use the laser range finder, sell how, see how far it is, then input that calc into the calculator. Here's the thing. Uh, animals like coyotes are rarely just standing there for five minutes waiting on you to shoot them. They're usually right. either coming or going. Right. They're moving. And uh, so I don't understand in a real hunting situation how this would be super useful, uh, you know, anyway. And I'm going to tell you, I do get questions about these sort of things of how do I do this? Can I do this? Does the scope have this? But there is one thing that I think, and Hans, I mean, we, I think you'll agree with this. I get this more than anything else. And it is, I just want a scope that's got a good image quality and I want to go hunting. 
Yeah. They don't, I mean, I have people that they don't want video recording. Now I know most yeah. guys are like, Hey, you know what? I'll, you know, video recording's fine. But most guys I talk to, I don't need streaming. I don't need any smartphone right. apps. I don't need any bells, whistles. It doesn't have to tell me what direction the wind's blowing. I just want to turn it on, yeah. maybe record a video and go hunting. Yeah. And so I, and you know, again, Hans and I love to record video. Uh, it's what we do. Uh, we love to put out good quality content and, and show what these scopes are capable of. So that is important to us. Mm -hmm. But past that, I'm kind of like these guys, man. I mean, I don't need 50 other doodads. I'm just, let's go hunting, you know? Yeah. I don't want to yeah, get a no, bunch I of agree. stuff in the way. I agree. I mean, maybe I a laser rangefinder if you need that. I mean, I don't think that's a doodad. I don't, I don't, I think that's a usable tool for a lot of people. But yeah. much past that, I don't need a lot. Yeah, if I had a laser range finder, I, I wouldn't, I can tell you, I wouldn't use it much. But if I did use it, it would be for curiosity and not for shooting. So right. uh, I'd probably be out there like ranging trees or just to <laughs> see if I can guess how far That's what I do every something. time I get one. I know. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you I'm get just bored. bored. Yeah, and you're just ranging stuff just to do it. Um, mm -hmm. So I will say this this question for me, the last question we're going to be talking about is these and we've never talked about it before we've never brought it up it's never been a show topic and have it's we never not we've never oh, talked about it oh we've talked about this we haven't we? so we haven't so Come the on. this question comes up more than any question i've ever gotten and consistently so the question is um somebody buying they're looking to buy a night vision or thermal scope and they're asking how long um can I expect this night vision or thermal scope to last? Um, you know, is it, is it something that after a certain amount of time, it's just going to turn off and not ever turn back on. So they kind of think, is there a shelf life on these types of things? You know, is it, mm -hmm. you, you know, like some things are, you know, like sometimes you swear that, companies program your appliances to go off at like year number yeah, five like true you know they they, <laughs> they program these like okay in the fifth year you you're just gonna die and never wake back right. up so they want to know is that you know do do scopes you know can you expect them to get five years and then you're done and you have to get it every five years or what so sure that's that's well, the question I get the most, and I'll I, and I'll lead off with this one because I I, I brought this one good, up. and I just want to say one thing before you start. We've talked about this summer. We've had ah, to. We might have. Surely we have. There, hey, there's going to be, be some world listener who's going to pull up nah, like nah. episode twenty three, and it's going to be there. No, go ahead. Tell uh, me what you think, Hans. I'm being dramatic. There's no doubt. So the what I tell people, an <clears throat> uh, example I give. I love analogies. I love examples, and I like to give them whenever I'm talking about this kind of stuff. But I say. Uh, you know, I've got a, a thermal scope or a digital scope, um, thermal scopes, they're, they're cameras is what it is overseas. They mm -hmm. call them cameras. It is a camera. Mm -hmm. It's got a lens. It's got a shutter, all that kind of stuff, just like a normal camera. And I tell people I've got, and this is true. I've got a digital camera in my closet that I've had for, oh gosh, man, I've probably had it for, uh, 20 years, mm -hmm. close to 20 years, maybe, um, no, maybe not that long. Maybe 15 years. Anyway, it's an old digital camera. Um, I gave it to my daughter, you know, as a so she could play around with. And all, I went to the closet, pulled it out of the box, slapped some batteries in it, the thing powered right up. You know, and so these things uh, in thermal and night vision scopes, 
do not necessarily have a, a shelf life. I can tell you right now, I have not come across one, and maybe you can speak to this better. You've you've done this a lot longer, but I've never come across somebody that has said, you know what, my scope just died of old age, <laughs> and and I know that you know thermal hunting is still kind of new for the civilian side. A lot of new optics out there that are under two and three years old. Um, but I have not had one customer said, you know what, my scope just conked out because of age. If there's a problem with a thermal scope, you're probably going to find out within the first 30 days, you know, it's not going to be something that's just going to pop up most of the time, you know, in year three or, or whatever. Um, but it is an electronic device. Things happen, um, when there's electronics involved and, and, and that kind of stuff, but that's why we have warranties, and that's why you you know you choose to go with companies that you feel uh, comfortable with their warranties and give you peace of mind. So that's typically the answer I give. You may have come across scopes that just died of old age, but I can tell you I have not. So that's kind of uh, kind of my thoughts on it and, and what, the way I relay it to people. So I think they're all programmed to die at three years and one day or one. No, I'm just teasing. That's no. Uh, Some of these companies that have with, longer than that would are in That's right, five you know. years, yeah. So I, I 100% uh, agree with you. I use the exact same analogy of the digital camera or even the video camera. I mean, I've got uh, a video camera that I bought right before um, our, our daughter, ours, our first child was born. She's 11. She'll be 12 in October. Uh, you can pull that thing out, and it is a fantastic little camera. You know, mm -hmm. charge the battery up and it comes on and it, it works great. Now, obviously, uh, that technology with that resolution is not as good as it is now. And if, yeah. if we got it out, it would feel kind of antiquated. And if we looked at the video, it would probably be okay. But it's not going to record video as, as good as this iPhone here that I've got in my hand. Right. Uh, the video is not going to be as, as clear. It's not going to be as uh, high definition, a high resolution. Mm -hmm. And so... Hans is right. These are fancy, expensive digital cameras. Now, I want to go back and I want to say, well, you know, there's two reasons this question comes up. Number one, they're just expensive. So it's a fair question. Yeah. Hey, I'm buying this electronic item that's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars. How long is it going to last? Right. But the other thing is, is that there is still uh, this, uh, you know, lingering, um, I don't know what the word is, but 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 basically it's it's coming out of the traditional uh, tube-based, you know, intensifier tube-based night vision optics. Those optics, uh, whenever these intensifier tubes are made, uh, they have basically a set number of I shouldn't say a set number, but they have a number of hours that they can be used, and then they will start actually degrading. The more that they are used. The, the more the tube will degrade, the darker it will get. And so if somebody was to pull out right now like some old Gen 1, uh, you know, a, a scope, night vision scope or a, a monocular, or, you know, a PVS-14 or something from way back, say mm -hmm. maybe the, the 80s or 90s, you might look through it and it might be super dark. You may not be able to see anything out of it or you may be able to see 50 yards. Well, it's just because of the age. That does not affect thermal and night vision because it's digital based. They're not using these little magic intensifier tubes like traditional night vision does. So Hans is dead on. I mean, I think the camera analogy is, is perfect. Um, 
you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I have seen thermal scopes that just didn't come on one day. I say I've seen them. I mean, I've, mm. I've had customers tell me this. They just didn't come on one day. And you know what? Sometimes that's on day two. Sometimes that's on day 10. Mm. And they're electronic items. Anything can happen yeah. on yeah. any day. You yeah. can take your computer. Uh, you know, you, most people have probably got a laptop or an iPad or a Kindle or a desktop computer or something that's probably over 10 years old. You could mm -hmm. probably get in a closet somewhere and you could probably plug it in. When you go to turn it on, it's going to come on. It's going to seem super slow. It's going to seem super antiquated. And you're going to be like, oh, there's something wrong with this thing. No, you're just now spoiled to the new technology. Wait, so you're about that's 20, you're about 20 software updates behind. So yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And that's, what's going to happen to your thermal scope one day. Uh, you know, you pull this yeah. thing out in 20 years to show uh, your grandkids how cool it is. And they're like, yeah, I've got one of those and it's the you know, smaller than my cell phone and it yeah. costs 50 cents, you know, and we got it in a Cracker Jack box. Yeah. So you, you know, that's the thing you have to understand, but no, these things, as far as we've seen, they just work until some electronic, you know, part or item in there fails. Now, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know. I'll leave it at that. I, I could go yeah. down another rabbit trail on that. But but generally speaking, there's no known life expectancy. And this is what I say with anything that has a warranty. The manufacturer is not going to give you a warranty that is anywhere close to the date that they believe something could likely or possibly happen with it. It's, yeah. it's basically like insurance. You mm -hmm. know, when you yeah. buy insurance, you're gambling that you need it. The insurance company is gambling that you won't need it. And I view these warranties the same way. Yeah. If a company that's got, you know, in three-year warranties were the standard across the board for every thermal manufacturer uh, until probably the last 18 months. Now we're seeing some companies with four years, you know, now five years. And I think that's just competition and, and people are making these warranties longer and longer. You know, again, trying to edge out the competition. Good thing for the consumer. But three years has been the standard and I can tell you, if any of these companies thought their scopes were going to, you know, start dying off at three years and six months, they would mm -hmm. never set it at three years <laughs> because that's mm -hmm. too close. Yeah. So uh, that that makes me feel better. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, the last thing I'll say on this is I don't know any other electronics that you can buy that come out of the box with a three-year or a four-year or a five-year warranty. That's just un heard of in mm -hmm. uh, electronics. And I know, I know the first thing a guy's going to say, yeah, but my electronics don't cost three or $4,000. They used to, yeah, you your see, TVs yeah. used to cost that your computers used to cost. I mean, oh, so, yeah. so they did, and they still only had a, a one year warranty. And if you wanted uh, to upgrade, it was, again, you're like buying an insurance, you're buying an extended policy. So yeah, anyway, with all that said, I, I don't think it's, uh, I, I mean, I think you're going to be good to go on these things for a long time. And the manufacturers know, I mean, think about what you're doing with a thermal or night vision scope. You know, it's mounted on a rifle. It's, you know, yep. the recoil from that, however many rounds, hundreds yep. of rounds or thousands of rounds you put through it. Uh, you've thrown them in your truck, banging them around. You know, they know They're that waterproof and the water, weather, I mean, they know yeah. that you're going to have it in the weather conditions. I mean, and to still offer multi-year warranties, it, you're right. It does show their, the confidence in, in their, 
their product. So it's, yeah, it's a good thing. And, and, um, you know, just be, be confident to know that when you do decide to buy on something that, you know, we do understand it's a big purchase. Um, but that's why you have a warranty. Um, if something goes and, wrong. And- yeah. And, and that's the other thing. Uh, and this will be my closing thought on this. I'm not telling you that your scope won't die at three and a half or four years or, or whatever, you know, uh, six weeks after the warranty goes out. It's possible because anything's possible at any time. If that is too big of a risk for you, in some people it is, and I completely get it. If you're risk adverse, my advice is to buy one that's got a good long warranty, whether that's three or five years or anything in between, whatever you're comfortable with, the scope that works for you, and sell that scope before the warranty runs out. And and I know you're going, well, yeah, you're a thermal dealer. That's good for you. Well, it is good for me, but that's the way you avoid it. Because number one, while you still have warranty on your scope, I told this to a guy on the phone today. I said, if you've still got six months to a year of warranty on this scope mm-hmm. that he was wanting to sell, that he bought from us, ready to upgrade, I said, you're going to get more for it. He couldn't remember when he bought it, and I didn't have his order in front of me. And I said, if you still have that, it's worth more because mm-hmm. the guy who buys it has peace of mind that I don't have to buy this thing, use it for three weeks and something, you know, die on it. He's yeah. got some peace of mind. So it's worth more when, you know, he gets rid of it. And so, again, if you're worried about, man, I don't want to have this, you know, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five thousand dollar scope and it, it die after the warranty, sell it while there is still warranty. You never took the risk and you get more for it because the guy buying it is not taking that big of a risk. That's right. So if you had one of your questions that you've been wondering about for a long time answered, uh, first of all, you're welcome. <laughs> and <laughs> the way that you can thank us is uh, buying an optic from us. No, <laughs> we would love you to buy an optic from us. We'd love for you to try and give us a call to earn your business. Uh, you can find us at OutdoorLegacyGear.com. You can call us at 877-350-1818. And if there is a question uh, that you have been wondering for a long time, you can uh, you know, comment to this video with your question. You can, um, you know, send either one of us an email. You can contact us with your question, but we'd love to get it on the show. And if it's something that pops up a lot that we hear a lot from customers, we will, uh, somehow make, make a way to find it on the show. Like we've done with the few questions that we have right now. So, uh, the IRA Bravo, if you're interested in learning more about that, if you're interested in, in ordering it, pre-ordering it, uh, you'll be able to call us uh, directly or you again, hop onto the website, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. If you want to find Jason on all the social medias, you can. Uh, you can find him at Outdoor Legacy on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Uh, probably hanging out in some shady corner of a hunting forum in the night vision and thermal section. No doubt he's hanging out there at night. When he's at home, y'all, he's at home. He's got his laptop on his, on his lap. Uh, he's sitting there probably half half dressed. I didn't say half naked. I said half dressed (laughs) and he's got three or four different tabs open and he's switching back and forth to all these different forms. And he is, is, he is creeper in the corner in the forums, but I'll tell you what, it is true, but I will say this. Uh, he is on the forums answering people's questions. I have no idea where you get all this. (laughs) (laughs) Answering people's questions, trying to help people out that are, you know, trying to find out more and make good educated buying decisions when it comes to buying their optics. So he's on there, not creeping. He's helping people out. But anyway, if you're looking for me, you can find me on uh, YouTube at Hans ETX. That's H-A-N-S ETX. Just put out my first hunts 
and full review with the Envision Halo X50. So if you hop on over to that channel, my channel, uh, that is the latest video up there. And you can find me on Instagram. Uh, definitely creeping on hunting pictures over on Instagram That's at true. Hans Hans ETX or funny videos that I'm, you know, forwarding to Jason multiple times per day <laughs> uh, that I get from my buddies. It goes right right from my buddies right to Jason, so I'm sure he uh, loves getting those from me. But anything, <laughs> but but anything like that, um, I'll just have to blame it on somebody else. Anyway. I'm rambling, Jason. Finish this out. You, you, you are rambling majorly. Uh, <laughs> folks, listen, we really appreciate y'all coming back this week. Again, the Late Night Vision Show is your source for all things uh, related to night vision and thermal optics, night hunting, hogs, and coyotes. Uh, we appreciate your support coming back here every week. And again, as Han said, supporting Outdoor Legacy, uh, you know, which... Uh, directly uh, supports the late night vision show. So thank you very, very much. Uh, we have got a lot of great shows planned again, as we talked about early in the show, a lot more reviews. If there is some scope you want to see us review, uh, trust me, we want to review it too. There is just so many to get to uh, in the coming months, but we have got a list of them. We're trying to uh, whittle through. The problem is every time we get two marked off the list, the manufacturers come out with three. So uh, that's a good thing for us though. And, and we hope you all enjoy it. So we will be back next week with another uh, hopefully great episode. But between now and then, y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. <laughs>